Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. We made it. July 14th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Roll Radio. Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Friday morning. We did it. We made it to the end of the week, everybody. Hope you've had a great week. Hope your Friday is off to a great start. And I hope you've got something exciting to look forward to. This weekend, even if you don't, it's the weekend, uh, which is always a good. Kalen, how are you this Friday morning? How do I sound? Uh, you sound pretty good. I, I've I've had one little skip, but other than that, it sounds pretty good. So I think you I think you are good to go. If I'll I'll keep you updated on the skips, but I'm really tired. I stayed up for the whole game last night. The the tape delayed version. No, nah, I'm just playing. I didn't. I did not really do that. That's you. You all know me better than that. But no, I did go to bed really late. I don't. I don't really have a reasoning as to why. Uh, maybe because I just knew that it was Friday today, and I would hopefully be able to squeeze in a nap, which I think I'm going to be able to make happen. So yeah, overall I'm pretty good. But I am clueless on the game last night. I, I know the final score, and I've seen some reports about some guys who had played well, so I'm actually really excited about this roll call because I want to I want to know how this team came together last night to pull off such a dominant win. Uh, I think you could have wow, had us going for a little bit longer, Scoots, <laughs> on the, on the maybe, maybe so, but I couldn't, I couldn't have carried it on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Nick Roush, how are you? How was your Thursday? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I had a good Thursday. I uh, so uh, unrelated to the the basket cats. Uh, for for those who live the uh, the breastfeeding life with with kids, that means that for I don't want to say a year, but there's a significant chunk of time where um, I'm just surrendering freezer space to breast milk and. We finally cleared up enough space, right? Like Frank, Frank, Frank's older. He's only got a couple more months of this stuff. So we finally have enough freezer space where we got to make a Sam's Club run and and load up on some goods. So yesterday was, uh, I think, I think it was the largest amount of money we've ever spent at Sam's. 
Now, granted, that was because we had to get, you know, diapers and whatever. There was, a, there was some other things included in that, you know, get, getting the, a few things here and there that cost a little bit more. But it felt good. It felt good to get back uh, and, and reload up on the Sam's Club goods uh, and just see that, that, that bad boy, that deep freezer stocked back up with, with some goodies. That sounds great. Nothing like a good trip to Sam's Club. So uh, they don't they don't do the samples like they used to though, TJ. That's the what? only. I mean, they do, but it's not as it's not a guarantee like it used to be. Where you were going to get like one of those little pizza bagels or something every time you went. It's just not not the same. Has Costco become the new king of samples? Maybe so. Cause yeah, um, last time I, mean, I went to Sam's Club, I remember experiencing the same thing, Roush. There was there was samples, but there wasn't a lot. But then every time I go to Costco, I mean, there's dozens. I'm not a Costco or a Sam's Club kind of guy, so uh, out of my out of my realm of knowledge. But <laughs> do food courts, especially Asian places at food courts, do they still do the free samples? Ooh, I would think so. I, I mean, and if that's gone away, whoo. Take away the food that's court. Gone. That's kind of way. Right, right. How how's it even going to work? I agree. I I I I I agree. Well, all right, good. Uh, my Thursday. Let's think here. I don't even remember what I did. That's how exciting it was. Um, didn't do much. Had to make a. Had to make a. Had to go to the convenience store. Had to run up to Kroger real quick around seven thirty to get a few things. Rushing back to get back before the game started, and then the game. The game happened, which we're going to talk a ton about. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Thornton's the perfect way to get your day started. Pop in today. Make sure you're a refreshing rewards member to save time, save money. Always good stuff. Always great stuff on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Scoots already answered the question on how he watched the game. He didn't watch the game. Roush? What was your what was your setup last night? It's eight o'clock. Game time's rolling around. It's the Cats versus Canada, the Americats versus Canada. What is Nick Roush doing? How you how you getting set up? How you how you following along? Uh, I took the advice of some friends early on in the day, and um, apparently, there's a guy who runs a Facebook group that I think most people were streaming on in some form or fashion. But the Facebook group was Funchester TV, and he, uh, I, I got on in that group early on in the day, and five minutes before tip-off, just hopped on my phone, hit play, cast it to my TV, and it looked just as good as if it was on CBS Sports Network. Um, I, was, I was shocked at how high the quality was. So uh, shout-out to that guy who, who put that on to make sure the Big Blue Nation could could tune in uh, last night. Yeah, we had a texter on the Thornton's text line who sent over a link. I tried it earlier in the day, and it it worked. Um, I was at the office when I did it, and it worked, and he even taught me how to uh, – this is kind of embarrassing, which this could be a radio topic we could spend more time on, but he, he taught me how to do incognito mode. Which I, I I know is a thing. I know what it is. I've just never done it. It's one of those things where I just felt left behind, so I never wanted to ask anybody really how to do it moving forward. Similar, like I, I never burned a CD just because I, never, I didn't know how to do it, and everybody would just burn me CDs that I wanted to. So it was just something that I 
I, I didn't really pick up on or know. So he, he even taught me how to do incognito mode, and that was really nice. So I was like, all right, I've got streaming options. That's good. Uh, but then get home, and our internet for like the last six months has just been unreliable, has stunk. It, I, the wife also tries different things, which, it, which I don't know if that helps or hurts or not. But I do think it's just like a location outage sort of deal. Where it goes in and out. So I get home from work and the internet's acting up again, which is just the most annoying thing in the world. I remember as a kid when you like inside cable boxes became the big thing. I, I remember my dad would get so frustrated where with, like the input would get sit, set to a different input or he could turn on the TV, but it turn off the cable box, but then he turned on the cable box, but it turn off the TV. When growing up in high school and college, my brother, sister, and I about once a week would get a phone call from my dad just being like, I, the sound's not working. I can see the pictures, but there's no sound with it. Uh, or I, I, you all were over here yesterday. The TV was working fine. Now the TV's not working fine anymore. And he'd have, like, my dad is one of the nicest human beings in the world, but he'd have like these meltdowns about it. And we'd always kind of laugh about it just because, like, old man can't figure out the, the TV. My dad would also just go out of his way to watch non-HD channels because he felt like that was more complicated than just watching standard definition because he knew the numbers for standard definition, but he wouldn't know the numbers for HD. Long story short, I really feel like feel like my dad. Like I, I have no idea how to fix this internet. I don't know what the hell is going on. And I'm finding myself having these like very irrational meltdowns where I get home and I'm just like, all I want is the internet to be working and I can't get it to work. And it really... Uh, stresses me out, as you can probably tell. And I'm still dealing with that today. I'm, I'm connecting through a third party here to be able to even do this. I do have some backup options if things go go wrong. Uh, but so I get home in the party. internet. <laughs> Scooch, what's that? said, so who calls it a third party? It's hilarious. <laughs> It's a third-party internet. Uh, we, we'll leave. We'll just we'll leave it at that. I know what you mean, but that's, I've uh, never heard it described like that. <laughs> So I'm like, I, I know that streaming's probably going to be choppy Difficult, with the internet. Right. That's the thing. It's like the internet would come in and be fine for a while, and then it'd just go away. And then and then it'd be away for about 30, 45 minutes, and I'd go through the old rigmarole and couldn't get it working. And then it'd work. Uh, so annoying. So I was like, all right, it's 8 o'clock. I've already had to run to the store. I, I don't know how much I want to mess with this streaming thing. I haven't even gotten, I haven't gotten my workout in today. The dog hasn't gotten a walk in today. I'll take the dog for a long walk and I'll listen to the first half on radio. Listen to, to Tom Leach and, and Jack and, and see what they've got to say about everything. So I did that and it was great. I really enjoyed it. They did a great job on the call. Um, it, it's a little tough that like the second game ever that this team is going to play was a radio only broadcast. Because I love radio. I say that all the time. I talk about how much I love listening to games on road trips, especially. And I think Tom Leach is about as good as anybody can do it from a play-by-play -play standard. And, and Jack's really grown on me since he's taken over that role. And I've really enjoyed listening to him as well. The only issue is play by listening to a game on radio is so much easier when you know the pieces, you know how it looks. And like if it's a January SEC game against a bad team and I'm having to travel to Nashville or Ohio or something, I can almost just picture it in my head and Tom Leach is moving the pieces in my head as if it's a chessboard. When it's a brand new team and it's a brand new group, it's a little harder to do that just because I've only gotten one 
one taste of it before. But I listened to it, and then in the second half, the internet was working better. So I kind of I, I streamed it, but it was still slightly choppy. Listened to it on radio with the stream going. The stream was about 15 seconds behind the radio, so it's kind of nice. You could hear what Leach was saying, and then you'd get a little bit of the action that I could see. And then I woke up at 5 for good measure just to watch the game in its entirety. So listened on radio and streamed, and then woke up and watched the replay delay. So I did a little bit of everything, the trifecta of watching the game. But it was a great game to watch. It was a great game to listen to. It was a beautiful evening. We've got a lot to get to and talk about on today's show. The um, I, I feel like I got so excited watching the first half that I hardly even paid attention to the second half, though, because I mean Kentucky was just putting on an absolute clinic going into this game. I think we all were operating under the assumption that this would be the best competition they might face. Uh, Canada handled Africa pretty well. Um, and then Kentucky opens up the first half. They change things up slightly in the starting lineup. Rob Dillingham and Reed Shepard are in for Antonio Reeves and for DJ Wagner. And they really didn't miss a beat. It took a little, you know, I feel like every game there's like a turnover or two to kind of get things going. But they were raining threes. They hit four of six in that first quarter. And then we had the Reed Shepard experience, which um, I got to say, I I had a few moments, TJ. I feel like this is going to be a big I told you so kind of episode. Uh, and for both of us, uh, in my instance, it was like, oh, I just, I just got a good feeling about Reed Shepard tonight having a big game. I tweet something along the lines of, man, it just it, it feels like it's going to take him a minute. But, but once that first three falls, he's going to be raining threes. And, I mean, it wasn't 30 seconds later. He hits a three and then another three on the back-to-back possessions. Um, it was it was just so much fun. And then you get the picture of Reed dunking as after he capped off the first half by blocking a shot and then running in transition. And it looks just like the Jeff Shepard picture I've got in my office and everybody's having this deja vu. It really was uh, um, just a a joyous night. And I think for a variety of reasons. Like I, it, it wasn't just the Reed aspect of it. It was the, oh my gosh, we've got good players again. And I, I, I want to issue a trigger warning before I say this, um, but... No offense to Severe Wheel or Ashton Hagen's quite a green, but kind of offense to those guys. They just we Kentucky hasn't had good guards like this in so long. And it is so much fun. The I mean, they forced 21 turnovers, turned it into 28 points. And a lot of those were just in transition, running and gunning. And I mean, even the plays that they didn't execute, there was one where uh Reed threw it to DJ in the corner and his foot was on the line. Uh, and he stepped out of bounds. And that would have been another transition three to add to the list. They, they're just so much fun to watch play basketball. And TJ, I did this. I told myself this. And I'm I'm trying to actively tell myself this. It's like, all right, let's not get grandiose statements and grandiose takes out of this. But I am, I am going to at least enjoy every single moment and know that, okay, Kentucky is back to having elite guards, even if the Canadian and Germans and the African team, even if they aren't superstars, I can I can say with certainty now that like okay, we thought we thought this was going to be the case, um, 
but it's so good to just actually see it, right? Like when everybody was freaking out about the transfer portal, your I told you so moment is, okay, remember, Kentucky does have elite players again. Like, and we do. We get to watch Kentucky play with elite guards once again, and man, it feels good. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fun season, and that Canadian team it's made up of a lot of good mid major players, but like mid major players you'd see in the sixteen seed, fifteen seed, uh, or you know obviously teams that wouldn't win their conference tournament and, and not make the NCAA tournament at all. That team, if Canada was a college basketball team, it, it would not make the NCAA tournament, and I don't think the Germany team would have either. If the Germany team did, it'd be like a probably a 13 seed, 12 seed. They could at least shoot it so I could see them maybe winning a conference tournament and being a tricky team. But these teams aren't loaded with NBA talent that you're going against when Kentucky plays Kansas and when Kentucky plays Miami and some other teams, they're going to they're going to be a lot better. So we do need to keep all of this in perspective. We need to realize the level of competition. I think sometimes we in those Bahama trips have fallen in love a little too quickly a little too easily. These teams are better than the teams that they've played in the Bahamas, uh, but got to keep the the level of competition in perspective. That being said, I've already seen enough to think, Roush, that the 2020 quickly maxi Hagen's team should be this team's basement because I think this one, two, and three regard, you know, you, there's depth at those positions, too. I don't even know really who UK's best one, two, and three are right now. Uh, you'd almost want to say Wagner, Shepard, Reeves, weirdly enough. But then again, Edwards has just not shot the ball particularly well, but he's still doing a lot of really nice things, and we know he's going to be really good. Dillingham is just dishing it out like it's nobody's beeswax. He's playing really well. I don't even know who the best one, two, or three are. I mean, we could make a guess. We could talk about it. It's sports radio. It's what we're supposed to do. But I know it's better than probably that 2019, 2019-2020 team, which quickly was one of the best guards in the country. Maxi was one of the best freshmen in the country. And Hagens was one of the better defenders in the country, although he obviously had some of his shortcomings in his own right. But I think that's this team's basement. Because I think, one, they're probably better – not probably. I think they're definitely better at the one, two, and three position. And then – while Nick Richards took a huge jump during that pandemic season, or the season that got canceled by the pandemic, unfortunately, uh, EJ Montgomery, give me Trey Mitchell over EJ Montgomery every day of the week and twice on Sundays. And honestly, between Bradshaw and Ugunna, would anybody be surprised if that combination of five is better than Nick Richards? I'd almost guarantee it's going to be. We just haven't seen it just yet. So I think the 2020 team is this team's basement. And I know I've only seen two exhibition games against teams that I just said may or may not be tournament teams. And if they are, they're barely tournament teams. But this is a different level of talent, Roush, than we've seen. And not at just one position. That's that's been some of Kentucky's issue here over the last few years is you've had NBA draft picks, but not nearly as many as Cal has had in previous seasons. DJ Wagner is going to be a lottery pick unless something crazy happened. Uh, mm-hmm. And Dillingham could be a first round pick potentially. Edwards, even though he struggled in these two games shooting the ball, you've still seen so much to like about him. 
Bradshaw, he hasn't played yet. He's going to be a draft pick. And then I don't know how, if you're an NBA scout, you couldn't watch this Kentucky team and say, like, well, this the Arrow kid is doing everything. I know we don't know a ton about him, but my goodness gracious, he's got a grown man's body and he knows how to use it. And then set, and thirdly or fourthly or whatever hell number I'm on at this point. I mean, Adutiero's stat line real quick, TJ, last night, 11 points, six rebounds, five assists, one block shot. <laughs> man, man. And, and, you know, I don't know how you could watch Reed Shepard and not be like, he's got NBA potential. Look at the look at everything that he's doing. He can knock down shots. He can pass. He can run a little point. I get that maybe oh. there's going to be an athleticism hurdle there for Shepard, but just across the board, there is so he, much talent on this team. He had four steals and two blocks too, and that was—I I think that had as much to do with the success as anything last. He year. is such a, his basketball IQ is off the charts, and uh, again, it, it, not to pat our own backs or our own butts, depending on how low you want to go. But we said that Reed Shepard was going to demand minutes. I, I think it's probably more than even we thought when we were talking back right. in April and March. I think it's even more than that, but. We said back then that he's just too smart of a player. He impacts the game in a positive way in too many different areas where you just have to have him on the floor. And that is going to stink for somebody, somebody who's probably expecting to get more minutes. Maybe it's Dillingham potentially, but you got to have that. Reed Shepard's going to get big time minutes this season, and rightfully so. He just he makes good things happen. He plays really hard. He's a good teammate, and he can knock down shots. What more could you ask for? Yeah. And, uh, Talking with Zach Gagan last night, he did a lot of – he covered a lot of his games last year uh, and around the area. Probably saw him play 15, 20 times as a high schooler. And he was great as a high schooler. But, I, I mean, I, I almost think he's better – Zach was blown away because he's like, I, I knew he was good, but he's even the, – the leaps he's made in that short amount of time. And I think a lot of it is just – he rises to the competition and to the the people he's playing with, right? Like the things he's seeing on the floor. And one other thing that is just remarkable about this team, whether it's Reed Shepard, Trey Mitchell, just dropping dimes. Like this is a team that passes the ball like it's not their second game of the summer in the Bahamas, right? Like part of why we were freaking out, you know, a couple of weeks ago is it's like, hey, these guys need to play together. Like you need to, play together so you know what you're doing and do they have their moments where they they kind of brain fart sure there was one moment that was uh Kyle Mann tweeted it out the clip last night too where Jordan Burks is supposed to be setting a down screen and he just doesn't know what he's doing he like runs over to the side of the court very funny they have a couple of those moments but for the most part the extra passes this team's making finding guys that are cutting back door and going to the rim and the skip passes when they're moving in transition, there's just a lot of the the things, the stuff that feels like we've been missing that makes me oh so happy that we've seen from this team through the first two games of the Global Jam. Yeah, I think it's totally fine to get excited about all this. Again, you got to keep the level of competition in mind, but just looking at this group and the talent they have and the versatility they have, not even including a starting five right now, which is going to totally change the whole dynamic. If there's 10 better college basketball teams in this group, I'd be surprised. Not that there's not 10 teams that can't beat UK. There's probably 30 teams that could beat UK on any given night, maybe even more than that. That's basketball. It can happen from time to time, especially on the road. But just in turn, if you were to play a series in college basketball and get all the best teams together, I'd be hard-pressed to believe that there are 
10 better than this UK team. And it's early and we've done this before and people, you know, in the Bahamas last year, we thought that team was going to be really great. And then they struggled early. It's just a different group. You all, and you just have to get that through your brains that this is a different group. You have pretty much any of those guards that we already raved about can create, can just make something out of nothing they can get into the paint. They can get downhill. They can make a defense collapse. They can make a secondary defender have to step over. And they're all such good passers. You're right about Trey Mitchell. And that was why I was so excited. That was part of the reason why I was so excited to get him from West Virginia was because he was a great passing big. It was part of the reason why I wanted Hunter Dickinson from Michigan because he's a good passer. But uh, with Trey, Trey Mitchell just seems almost like an idealistic fit for how everything played out. But it's a great passing team. Uh, they have assisted on 51 of their 66 baskets in this event. It's unbelievable. 77 over 77 percent of their made shots are on assisted plays. It's you could get that. Just isn't something that happens in basketball all that frequently, hardly ever. Uh, and to do that in your second game with a group that has hardly played with each other. I mean, Trey Mitchell literally. Got to Lexington, dropped his bags down, had to repack and go to Canada. He may not even unpack, just took his bags directly to Canada. This group is brand new with one another. And then even on top of that, like when they were brand new together, it was with Uganda as part of the in, in the fold. And then you take mm-hmm. him out of the fold and they've seemingly looked better. I, I never got to see him with Uganda, so I don't know if they, but like, how could they look worse than assisting on 51 of your 66 baskets? And defensively, you know, they're still getting lost. You're right about Burks. Burks has a little bit of the Perry Stevenson to him where it's like baby deer learning how to use legs, baby giraffe learning how to use legs. I think all the pieces are there. I think it's going to work out for Jordan Burks. I think he has a much higher ceiling, obviously, than a Perry Stevenson does. And we'll be able to do a million different things. But Perry Stevenson at times, it was like, does he know how to operate that body of his? And sometimes I wonder that with Jordan Burks, and especially from like a mental aspect, I think the game's he's still having to figure out how to slow this game down for himself. And that's going to take some time. He'll be fine. He's not going to get probably a ton of minutes when push comes to shove when the season rolls around. But I still like that guy's potential. Uh, and, and he's going to be a really nice player. But this is a good group. This is worth getting excited about, folks. And this is exactly, exactly what UK basketball needed. Yeah, it's oh man, it's just it's fun. It's fun. I'm I'm excited. I know I'm not the only one. We've got to talk more about it, and we've got more to talk about it on the Thornton's text line after we take this break. But Scoots, I've got some breaking news. Oh yeah, are we teasing that? I'm a. Re- no, yes. no, we're not teasing it. Love it. You, you, you've got your Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app, correct? Oh, yeah. Well, I just got an email. National Hot Dog Day is July 19th. So from now to July 19th in your Refreshing Rewards app, they're offering free Johnsonville hot dogs. What? All you got to do is just hit, hit the ad button, free Johnsonville hot dog from Thornton's. That's incredible. Go Thornton's. That that is that's the, that's the kind of perk you get as a refreshing rewards member. My brother texted me individually to remind me. He said, "You're spot on about Dad." We ended up having to make him step by step instructions. My brother's right about that. We ended up making this like piece of paper where every little thing that possibly could go wrong with my dad's TV, we had detailed in writing. Input doesn't work. Follow these instructions. The sound isn't working on your TV. 
follow these instructions. We had to categorize <laughs> every step of the way. And unfortunately, that's me now. That's me with the internet, unfortunately, at our house. Roush is right. We're going to talk a lot more about this. We're excited. We're going to have a special guest from Canada call in, Big Blue Drew. He's having... Big Blue Drew's cracking me up on Twitter. Just experiencing oh. like Canadian life has been really fun. We'll probably end up talking more about that than we will the game. Although, who, who's to say? We could talk that game for a long time. It's been a fun two days of basketball in Canada for the United States, a.k.a. your University of Kentucky. We're going to take our first break. We'll come back. We'll talk more about it. We'll get to the Thornton's text line. Scooch is going to run up to Thornton's, get us some hot dogs. We'll be back. This is KRC on the Big X. Chasing that chip Win, 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 win yeah. You clowns really don't stay outside When I play outside I put the beats on them like drought side I got the bow side and that loud side And if you act bad, I bring the cow side Go and get your money, bitch None of my hitters on some funny shit Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Justin Kalen's our Roush is here. I'm TJ Walker. I'm also here. Hope you're having a great start to your Friday. Head on over to ShadyRays.com for the best polarized sunglasses in all of the land. The company started right here in Kentucky. They're going to offer you 25% off with promo code BIGX. Promise you, go to ShadyRays.com. You will find sunglasses that you see as stylish as you will want to put on your face and you will not be disappointed. ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX for 25% off. Scooch, go ahead and mute your mic, buddy. Uh, all right, we're back. We're going to read some text here on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. There's a lot. And if we're going to have Big Blue Drew on Roush, we probably need to get into the text ASAP. Let's, let's- Let's get to ripping and roaring um, because I, I have a Justin Edwards take that I think will uh, eventually materialize uh, on this text line. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, texter on the Thornton's text line says, TJ, I'm dying on this hill. I have to put the work and research. I say a fry off is in the work going back to yesterday's fry conversation. Which, Man, weirdly enough, is. did you see that like Nick Valvano on the Valvano show did a big fry bracket tournament thing? Did you see that, Roush? I did not see that. I'm not surprised. Uh, fry conversation and uh, debate is some of the best summer radio you can have because the, the, the takes are so varying and there's just there's so many to choose from. When you all have a fry right. off, I'll be the judge. Deal? Rallies won his bracket, beat McDonald's in the championship. Rallies fries are great. I don't dispute that. It's just they're not how many how often do people eat rallies fries? You know? Like it's yeah, just, it means you gotta go to I mean, no offense, they're not sponsored, but it means you you gotta go to rallies, which people don't usually do. Yeah, and eat, I like rallies more than most. Um used to Go there with uh, my nana back in the day, and that was right down the street from uh, high, uh, my college house. And I that was my hangover food. But like, you know, if I'm on a road trip or something, I'm not keeping my head on a swivel for a rallies to stop at because I just gotta have it. Like it's not a it's no. not a staple, a typical place you stop by. So that I mean, they're good. That's why. It's, but it's just 
it, it doesn't feel as regular as when you just get into the conversation of like curly versus crinkle cut, right? Like that, that's more of a, I, I like that kind of debate. Yeah, rallies winning's kind of kind of wild. Um, it, it, it beat it got like seven out of ten votes against Wendy's. I think that's kind of ludicrous if we're being honest. It Wendy's got six- really stepped their game up against their fries. I mean, that was huge makeover on their part. Wendy's fries their are delicious. Are it, yeah. it got uh, about six out of ten votes against Penn Station. I think I'd take Penn Station fries over Rally's fries. Same. I do like the seasoning on Rally's fries, but I think that's really what people are being blinded to is the seasoning there. Well. And and that's the point that they're trying to make about indies, but like that's what makes the that, that that's what the next text says. They say, TJ, what do you like about indies is the seasoning they put on the wedges, not the actual wedge. If you put their seasoning on any other fry option, you like those the best. But the difference about indies though is it's not like putting seasoning salt just on top, like the salsaritas, um, wildly mm. addictive stuff. Like that's you pour that on top in indies, it's like baked in there. You know, like that, that's where I think really sets it apart. I, I agree with everything you just said there. And that's the best when you when you're talking about the best chips, which are at Salsaritas, there's no ifs, ands or buts about it. It almost needs to be like two parter, same with chips and same with fries. Like the fry itself needs to be delicious, but they're also to separate itself. There needs to be a little something to it. And that is the thing with Wendy or with Wendy's. Wendy's has a little sea salt on them, which I think is kind of fun. But that's the thing with Indies is one, Texer, you're totally wrong. Like, I just like that. I just want potato, and that is a lot of potato. So I just like that style of wedge for, first and foremost. But you are right that the seasoning is delicious and that doesn't hurt. But that goes back to my point. The best of the best needs to be one naturally good and then a little extra something extra that makes it just over the top delicious. And that's what Salsaritas does. I love their style of chips, Roush. I love how thin yes. they are. I love that I can break them with my tongue and they're just, they're really are bingeable. You can go to town on those chips, no ifs well, it, about it. But then you add that seasoning and it's just good yeah. night, fancy. And you don't have to load up with salsa to make it a good experience, right? Like, even if you get a tiny cup of salsa, just a little dip in is all you need because Salsaritas has the best chips in town. They're wildly addictive, some might say. And if you haven't had them before, uh, I love, too, that they're served in the bag and rolled up so they stay warm. Uh, Just so great. Salsaritas, two locations, one in St. Matthews, the other in Middletown's got a drive-thru. The best place to stop by for lunch today. Just just do it. You won't regret kicking your weekend off with some wildly addictive chips and salsa. Maybe some guacamole. I'm a guac guy. Check it out today at Salsa Ritas. And Kentucky with their win last night punched their ticket to the championship game of the Global Jam. So you've got two opportunities to watch the Cats this weekend. Why not get some Salsa Ritas and have it while you're watching? Both will be on TV, the game against Africa at 1.30 tomorrow, and then the gold medal game. That game is meaningless against Africa. United States could lose. They're not going to. That Africa team's not all that great. Canada beat them by, what, like 26, and the United States beat Canada by 24. So it should be an, an easy win for the United States, but it doesn't really matter whatever happens in that game. The United States will be playing at 8 o'clock on Sunday night. Get some salsaritas for your watching experiences. That'll be a lot of fun. It'll be delicious. We have Josh on the Kentucky Roll Call Twitter page, which, by the way, I did post the link on the Twitter page. 
uh, that was sent to us from, I think, Spud. So shout out to Spud for sending that to us. Shout out to the person on the text line that was trying to help me out as well. Uh, we appreciate all those people. Josh says, man, how about Wingstop fries? They aren't the best, but they got to be top five. I don't go to Wingstop often, but Josh. Oh, man, I've never been. Yeah, uh, I've been like twice. It's okay. Their fries are good, but they don't really move the needle for me, Josh. But so next I'm time I go, I'll try to I'll try to take it all in and 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 notice the fries. But they've never jumped off the page to me. They're kind of just there. I that's kind of what I remembered, Scooch. Yeah. Just like these are fries. Yeah. So Josh, kind of disagreeing with you a little bit, but we still like you all the same. A texter says, I've seen multiple tweets about Edwards not making a basket, but I swear I saw him make two buckets, and the shot chart nonsense started with another radio show in town. Um, So I, I do get to get to my Justin Edwards take. 16 points last night, knocked down three threes. Now he had to shoot the ball 16 times to get there, and I feel like four or five of those shots – we're in the first quarter where just the ball would just bounce and roll off the rim. And I'm a, I, I was, I was like, man, something about this ball just, it doesn't, it looks like the ball is just unnatural in Justin Edwards' hands. And as I said that, Jack noted that Edwards has always been a, a bad shooter in FIBA events. Something about the ball is just off. He's like, I didn't want to mention it ahead of time because I didn't want to speak it into existence, but. That's kind of the case here. And as he said that, maybe, I don't know, five minutes later, he hit, you know, threes and two out of three possessions or something like that. So at least he found something. But I'm just, I I, I don't love to do this, but I love to do this, where you just compare one Kentucky basketball player to another former Kentucky basketball player. It's just easy for us. It's nice and palatable. Um, watching Latane Justin Edwards, Shoot it from downtown. Be physical inside. I mean, he's Terrence. He's the real T. Jones, right? Like he's he's going to teach us about Kentucky. Right now, y'all about to get lucky. The real T. Jones about to teach you about Kentucky. Right or left, the defender doesn't trust me. I'm gonna make a three while they stand there looking ugly. We're all looking ugly. Watching Justin Edwards just ball all over the place. I your comparison is Terrence Jones. Yes, yes. As like a whole player, or just the shooting. Whole player, right now. I heard that <laughs> that's yesterday. A, that's a horrible comparison. I heard that no, elsewhere yesterday. <laughs> I did. I think John left, Spears said that. Roush. What, what? What did Spears? I say? think Spears had the Terrence Jones comparison too yesterday. Uh, for Edwards. Now, it's, that, it's, now you're now you're going to hurt Roush's feelings with that. No, I'm just saying he's no, got I'm some backup. Really. Yeah, it, no, not the backup you want. <laughs> now, granted, he's not like I haven't seen him do post moves like Terrence Jones or whatever, but like the body, the way he, like uh, the left handed mannerisms on a big guy, and he can shoot. Like I, he's similar size. That's why I said I don't like to do just because that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just like, ooh, big lefty that plays the same spot in a similar manner like Terrence Jones but Terrence Jones was definitely much more of a bully and was much more of a four if you will like he, he was just better at scoring and backing people down and doing post moves where we haven't really seen that from Edwards yet but I do think he there's something about like the way he dribbles and handles the ball right now and everything just looks a little clunky inside for him it, it just looks a little um clumsy 
uh, as of right now. And I think we'll we'll see it cleaned up once he gets a little bit more experience. Yeah, you tweeted on Wednesday that you thought the ball looked sticky. I think the opposite. I always think it looks like slippery. Like they can't even like get a feel mm. for it. The floor always looks slippery. Uh, I think it's Canadian law that any basketball court has to have a usable hockey ice rink underneath it that can be converted within 25 minutes. So everything just yep. always looks slippery and sloppy with that ball and and any really any basketball game in Canada. Yeah, um, so blame Canada for Justin Edwards not being as crisp as possible. But um, like I said, not going to worry about it. Have you heard worry this, about it. Have you heard the South Park Blame Canada song? Oh, of course I have. Blame Canada. The, that was Blame uh, Canada. The, uh, the other song in that movie where he's like, bombs are flying, people are dying. <laughs> But I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, that very uh, that was very much a like on a CD that we could only listen to when the parents weren't around. Right around the same time that like Cult Forty Five came out. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. The second part of this text with the shot chart. Oh my gosh, Roush! I'm already so sick of shot chart talk. I can't take it. I'm annoyed <laughs> by it. Everybody's like bowing down to John Welsh, which. Great. Maybe he's played a role in this. Possibly he has. Did anybody maybe just stop and think that UK has a group of players that allow them to shoot a lot of shots in the interior and inside and outside, and they don't have as many players that just solely have to rely on the mid-range jumper? Does anybody remember this player named Oscar Shibway, Roush? He played at UK for yeah. a few years. Do you remember him by uh -huh. chance? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was good at rebounding. He was great at rebounding. He's also a pretty good scorer. He, uh, I, he, he won some awards at Kentucky, um, but his range was the elbow. So when you're looking at a shot chart and a player like Oscar Shibway, who was National Player of the Year, so you're going to probably want that guy on the floor, his version of spreading the floor was the elbow. You also had a point guard named Severe Wheeler whose range was about eight feet. Um, if he was wide open, he could shoot a three. It wasn't the prettiest form in the world. Uh, you also had players that just really liked those baseline jump shots. guy named Jacob Toppin. A couple of years back, you had a guy named Keon Brooks. Yep. Did anybody maybe strength. think the shot chart looks differently because the personnel looks differently? Well, and, and the biggest thing is just having guys that can finish at the rim. Um, Ty Ty Washington, he, he couldn't, he just had to do the little six foot pull up floater. Emmanuel quick. I mean, even going back to Emmanuel quickly, same great thing. Point. Like, yeah, I mean, great point. Kentucky just hasn't had guys that finish at the rim. They do now. I, I, I think that's the biggest difference. They are shooting more threes. I think that's as, you know, like that they're better. I don't, I, I think that's as much to do with the 24 second shot clock as anything. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, that's, that was my next thing I was going to get to is this 24 second shot clock just, it, it makes for quicker offenses, so you kind of got to throw stuff up where you're at or go take it to the rim and hope that you can create. But you've got so many different people that can create, Roush. You've got so many people that can take the ball, dribble, say, all right, I need to make something happen, and then go attack. It, it allows for a lot of interior scoring inside, and it allows for a lot of kickouts to the perimeter. You're not normally kicking out to 15 feet for the most part. Sometimes you can, but not, not for the most part. 
I'm curious uh, if we've got a listener out there who uh, knows how to figure this out. I'd love to know the difference in like how many possessions per game in the 24 second shot clock versus the 30 second. Well, I I know that uh, there's a bunch of goobers in the state of Kentucky that don't want shot clock for high school basketball, but allow me just to say, I want a 24 second shot clock for college basketball. Yeah, this is this has been a lot of fun. Oh, it has and been. by the and way, it makes, and it makes lead seem so much more narrow. Like even when Kentucky was up twelve, I've got this normal kind of nervous tick when UK's got a lead that I think it's gonna like go away just like that. But even but with a twenty four second shot clock, you come down, you bang a three. The other team comes down, misses. You come down, you bang another three. The other team comes down and misses. You can realistically make up like an eight or nine point deficit in a minute a twenty minute. seconds, two minutes, yeah. just like that. Yeah, I love that. I, um, I like that. I mean, it may not even benefit Kentucky, but I like that. Scooch, what about you? Roush, wouldn't you just take the number of possessions and like a fifth of that? Take a fifth of that and then add that on, and that's what that would be with the 30 to 24 conversion? Well, and, and that's that's the thing is I, I there's a way to do it mathematically, but I'm wondering if there's a way to look at the box score and see an actual difference in how many possessions. Because I know football, we track possessions, but I don't know if basketball – if that's part of the normal statistical, gotcha. I'm with you. Sort of monitoring uh, deal, but no, um, I'm I'm good. On, player, I'm good with the shot clock the way it is for what it's worth. Yes, yeah, we know you that scoots. You don't like change. <laughs> Too much change. Um, w- one player I don't think we mentioned at all yet. Uh, maybe in passing, Antonio Reeves, 23 points, 10 to 15 from the floor, just. It's so casual. Oh, it, it's it's so huge having that dude back. I mean, again, when we were talking about Antonio Reeves during this entire offseason, there was only a, a couple guys in the SEC that were returning that averaged more points per game than him last season. So you have to look at him as one of the leading returning scorers in one of the best conferences in basketball. Like, it was a huge and, deal he came back. He's a great player. He's a great scorer. Uh, yeah, it, it, I'll, I'll take another MVP win taking him. And before yeah. I don't, I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to hear it with three. He had Shepard. a great game. He had a great game. He's a good kid. I love the way he works. Five of eight. Yeah, but those four steals. He's doing the little things. Ten of fifteen. I think he only, only missed, missed one. Antonio Reeves did, or as they call him in Canada, Anthony Reeves. Oh man, and to- the my favorite play of his though, he had one that was well. There was one that was at the end of the shot clock that was awesome, but he had a runner that he kissed off the glass from eight feet. It was one of those mid-range oh, yeah. that made people faint whenever he shot it. But, my God, the touch he has. Uh, it, I'd also like to say a big shout-out to Global Jam for helping me quickly forget about the whole will he go, won't he go. Like I, 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 It took me longer to get over Hamadou Diallo's uh, off-season theatrics because he wasn't as good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm completely over Reeves. I've forgiven you. Happy to have you back, Antonio. <laughs> All's well that ends well. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm fine with it, too. He's a great player. It, it does seem like a nice balance with this group, having some experienced guys that are proven, that know how to score, know how to operate, know how to pass. And then you just get the young guys that have a different talent level than those old guys. They have a different talent level than pretty much anybody else in college basketball. It, it should be It should be a fun year. Which brings me to my last point to end hour one, and I think we're going to start hour two with Big Blue Drew from Canada. But, Roush, there's a part of me that's like, I already mentioned I think this team's basements that 
quickly maxi team. But to some degree with Calipari, it's just ego management. Like, make sure these guys are happy. Make sure this group stays happy. I think the only thing that could really and completely derail this group is if something happens in the locker room. And Cal's had a pretty good track record, not perfect, not undefeated. Right, uh, he, right. He was probably undefeated. Especially in recent years. Six or seven years, for sure. But, yeah, yeah. things have, uh, water's finding its level a little bit in that regard. But as long as he can keep these players happy and keep the outside handlers and guardians and all that noise out of the way, give me this team in March. I don't care what number is next to their name in regards to seed. Just give me this group in March. I'm, I I think that they can win it all. I really do. I think they can win it all. I'm not ready to sit here after two games in Canada to say that they're the title favorites or whatnot, but this has the makings and this has the style and this has the pieces of a team that can go deep and it fits the mold of the Calipari teams that have gone deep. So everything right now is good. I like it. I love what I'm seeing. Stay healthy. That's out of everybody's control. But just keep everybody happy. That's going to be a bigger thing, you know, because once you get to December, January, February, February, minutes are going to start decreasing for guys. Will they stay on board with things? That's the big question. That's going to be a big question that we can't answer right now. But everything else right, right. that you can check off right now looks amazing. And I'm I'm thrilled with this group. It's been a fun two days. And like I said, just absolutely huge for UK basketball to be able to have a little bit of fun. It's been a bit. Uh, can't wait to talk more about it in hour two. We're going to get to the Thorns text line, and we're going to learn about Canadian culture with our Canadian correspondent, Big Blue Drew. We're getting bigger and bluer on Drew right here on the Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big TJ Walker and Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Friday. I want to remind you about the Second annual Big X Scramble kickoff classic. It's going to be September 1st at Elk Run Golf Club. Make sure you get your email in to bigxscramble at yahoo.com. No payment necessary to lock in your spot. You'll pay when you get to the course the day of the scramble. We'll be doing the show out there right when we get done. We're going to be hitting the links. John Spears will be out there. Mike Rutherford will be out there. And then Rutherford and Trevor are going to be doing their show from Elk Run at 3. So it's going to be a full day of Big X Sports Radio out at Elk Run. It's a beautiful course. They've got an amazing clubhouse. Maybe you've heard somebody with a really sexy voice in the commercials tell you about that. But somebody else with a really sexy voice is going to tell us about life in Canada. And that's Big Blue Drew. Drew, how are you? I'm doing awesome. Good morning, guys. Thanks for um, letting me invite myself on. Hopefully you can hear me okay. I just realized that this was, I did the thing where this was the first thing I said for the entire day. So 
um, the very first thing I said was good morning to you guys. So thanks for having me. Oh, well, good morning to you. Yeah, you, you sound fine. You sound like a six out of 10 or a seven out of 10. There's Oh, like, TJ doesn't like that. No, I, I'm all right with it. I'm, I'm fine with it. Uh, if you're like, but I just given you honest and, and honest and good feedback. Um, you know, what's funny is Roush was like, we need to get big blue drew on. Um, maybe we do it tomorrow being today, or he, I'm going to be at sec media days next week. You know, maybe he can hop in there, maybe both. Uh, and then sure enough, you text me and it's like, well, this is just a match made in heaven. We've got to make it happen. And glad that you're waking up early. You said you were going to hit the town of Toronto last night. Did you make it to Drake's mansion? Um, with a 0.001% chance, I get to even put eyes on Drake's mansion. Still kept me up a little bit, TJ. It's just a very unique thing. And I'll just go ahead and say it. If we get pictures today from the team in Drake's mansion, you know, I, I feel like we're back. I think we've really turned the corner. And that's been amazing to me, guys, that um, coming off of two, like, just devastating, depressing exits in the NCAA tournament, and even more depressing prior to that, that both years we've been able to create this type of excitement and totally cleanse our pal palate with um, some summer basketball. So so props to Cal for being able to get that done because I really do feel like um, the vibes are, are extremely high. Oh, they are. There's no doubt about that. Uh, people are pumped up about it. And, and it is. It's a delicate dance, Big Blue Drew. My own mother texted in and said when I – in hour one, I said that you can really seemingly check all the boxes for this being a competitive team that could make a run in March. I get it. We're in July. We've got a long way to go. My mom, keeping me on my toes, says, yeah, but you said that about the Bahamas last year. Well, mother, how we ended the hour, I said, what John Calipari, I think his biggest obstacle or his biggest challenge is probably a better word to use with this team, Big Blue Drews, to keep everybody happy and to keep the locker room happy and to keep this team cohesive. And, you know, if somebody doesn't get the minutes that they, that they wanted, they don't, they aren't pouty and they don't become a problem and they don't let these outside guardians and voices get into their head. That wasn't the case last year. Those things did happen. You had unhappy players. You had an unhappy locker room at different times during the season. You had a player just quit. I mean, you just had a player quit on the team. Uh, Severe Wheeler didn't announce that he quit. But he didn't show up to his own senior day. They had nobody there. That was incredibly awkward and something that we're probably going to talk about 10 years from now and look at it in a surreal manner of like, wait, a, a guy who led the SEC in assists for like three straight years didn't even show up to his own senior day? That's weird. Last year's team was broken in ways that you couldn't see on the court. And even on the court, they weren't perfect. So, Mom, there's your answer to that. I think, too, stick with me on this. Um, just with what's happened over the past several years, like, we're in kind of a sphere of, like, forced humility, right? Like, this team is not – they know enough about the program, even though a lot of them are freshmen, that um, we're not exactly at a, a point right now where we can be sticking our chest out, boasting, and um, kind of like those early Calipari years if we got everything figured out and, and just wait till March and we'll kick your butt. So I don't foresee that changing, you know, all season. I think that this team's going to stay locked in. And one of my initial takeaways, um, you guys, was just being here, just the preparation of this team, like three guys specifically, DJ, Reed, um, and Antonio. They Like their preparation is just like, it's like closer to professionals than it is college players. Like they come out, they have a plan, they have a goal. Like Reed Shepard, 
you know, most of us in warm-ups, I think we just stand on the perimeter, you know, a walk-on throws us the ball, and we shoot jump shots. But Reed's very calculated. Like, he's getting to his spots. He's shooting a certain number of shots from where he wants to be. And you can just see his mind, like, you know, running through that, that dribble drive offense and the spots that he's going to be in. And you saw it last night translate to made shots. So the personal level of accountability, I think, with Kentucky's best players is going to be something that, that we'll see all season. And you can kind of get a sense of, I think, relief from Cal that he's not going to have to, like, carry this whole load all season, that he's got guys that are going to, um, you know, hold themselves accountable. That's a great point about, like, this group probably knowing more about U.K. basketball than other young teams. And this is a young team, but you're right. You've got some experienced pieces, and, and the jump a the arrow has made is incredible. Uh, we can probably get to that a little bit later. But you got some experienced pieces that can tell the freshmen, but the group for freshmen in its own right, one, they've been committed so long. I think that plays a role. Two, DJ Wagner's lifetime relationship with John Calipari, that matters. Reed Shepard's lifetime relationship with the University of Kentucky, that matters. Justin Edwards says he grew up idolizing UK. It was his dream school. I know that that can be a scary word for UK fans from time to time, but he followed through on it. And then Dillingham, I don't know if he's got a connection with UK, but he's been committed for for a year now. So he, he's gotten to know the program. He's been on several different visits, and, and he's fitted nicely. That's a really good point, Big Blue Drew. I want to get some of your takes on what's Canada been like? How's the trip been? Aside from the basketball, what's what else – what has stood out to you? Your picture of the basketball goals really cracked me up. Oh, love, love, love that. Love, love to imagine that Big Blue Drew is out there trying to get some pickup hoops in, and they're just so nice. It went from, hey, old guy, we're taking the court. You can't get on. To I'm sure they're just, like, inviting you with open arms. Like, oh, come on now and down here, man, and play some hoops with us. <laughs> that was a good impression. Um, I mean, I feel like I had all these things, and now um, I was thinking about coming on this morning and, they, some of them were slipping my mind, but definitely the niceness of the people. Um, it's so true. I mean, it's like before I put my blinker on, they're just sensing it and letting me over. Not one time have I put my blinker on and someone not just like went completely out of their way to stop or move a mountain to let me over. One of my favorite things that I haven't mentioned is in all of our emails, you know, when you're covering one of these events, you'll kind of get gradual emails about what's going on. Um, so they keep calling our, our, we would probably say like media opportunity or session, but here they're media scrums. So I've been enjoying going to the scrums um, of, of doing that. Um, and then I'm definitely everywhere I go, people mention my accent, which obviously I don't notice that I have one, but I keep having to remind myself that it's July because I love Canada. I love Toronto, but I'm um, pretty much in the camp that I think uh, the summer months would, would probably be as enjoyable as it gets here. Oh yeah, I bet the weather up there is amazing. Uh, have you gotten? Did you were you able to shoot around when you asked the 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 staff member if you could shoot on the goals after the games? Were you able to? Global Jam security tight, guys. Global Jam security is pretty <laughs> tight. Um, so no, we haven't. And actually, this this place is really unique that they're playing at. Like, um, I guess the Maple Leafs used to play there, which really surprises me. But it's been all redone, so you can kind of see pictures of how it used to be. But there's actual multiple courts. There's another court on the upper level, um, which I've been told, guys, and I've, I've mentioned it to a few people this week. Did you know or do you believe I've been told that that gyms on upper floors have way more bounce to them? You can jump way higher when it's not a ground level floor gym. It, it, it checks out. Uh, you're higher in the air. The air's thinner. You travel farther. 
it it right. never mattered for me, Big Blue Drew. <laughs> Fair enough. Never noticed the difference in that regard. It really hurt my feelings when uh, Jack Pilgrim went on the Rub to No Good podcast and they asked them to put together his pickup four team. You were included. Travis Graff was included. I wasn't the fourth, sadly, though. This is because we're the we're the original Breakfast Club. Like before, Kentucky loses a few games in January, inevitably, and they start the Breakfast Club. I think they might have already started it. We're the original OG Breakfast Club, so I think it was more just about who we see the most. Um, so you got to get out there, TJ. But your radio show definitely gets gets in the way of morning hoops. And I can confirm, I have even a better picture because I did find somewhere to at least get up an international shot. Um, and I promise you guys, they either hang a basketball goal twelve and a half feet or nine feet here. There's no in between. It's like whoever's hanging them just not familiar with the sport at all. So I found that funny too. There's very very like in. The United States, every driveway has a hoop. Everywhere you turn, you know, office buildings, everything. Not so much here. They're a little stingy with um, basketball rim access. Maybe that's why Jamal Murray has such a beautiful arch on his shot. He's used to having to fire it up. Do they use the metric system maybe on their on their heights? And that's where the translation's getting messed up. I'm refusing to do any metric calculations like switching my phone or anything like that. I'm just missing exits left and right. Like until I get it down what a kilometer is, I'm just going to miss every exit until I discipline myself to do it. Um, and that's by far one of the biggest takeaways for me is like, I get that they're, they use a metric system. So sizes of things are going to be different, but just the sizes of everything, the packaging they use, like, you know, our 12 packs are long rectangles, right? Here, they're kind of like more like, you know, a, a 12 pack of beer would be. They're like more square, which makes so much more sense. Overall, I would say that, um, Canada, the way that they do stuff, the way that they operate seems to be a lot more fluid and um, definitely lot, just a lot less worried about someone cussing you out for like no reason, you know? Yeah. I, one, one more question about the experience. Um, ha have you gotten used to the shub with the sub in the back of your car, just whamming on the way up and through Canada? Great question. So uh, Mr. Installation Man um, gave me a, a stern speech about how subwoofer is like a sneaker. He knew I was going on a road trip, so I have strict instructions for two songs only, and then, then got to let her cool down. But, yeah, everybody knows that, um, you know, especially, especially guys our age or around our age, like uh, you want a little slap in the, in the trunk. You know, it makes the drive go quicker, kind of uh, lose yourself in the music. So uh, very much so. It made my nine, nine-and-a-half-hour drive seem a lot shorter. What what was the first song that you had to play on the on the on the sound system? Dude, that is such a great question because I was genuinely stressing all day because I knew I was gonna like get back to this car audio shop and get in there with the dude and he's gonna be like, All right, bro, put your favorite song on and it was just gonna be kind of like a little awkward. So I had it prepared. Um I think I don't remember which song it was now, but I did something Mac Miller and even being the dad that I am, I had the um the like clean version like ready to go because I didn't I didn't know who was going to be in the car with me what was going to be said um I'm very sensitive to that so that was a great question something Mac Miller okay okay I I just immediately got a Millie flashbacks or um the the championship game uh we're we're, we're gonna have to go cruising sometimes Drew but I I appreciate you being an like that that's that's when you know you're an adult is when you actually listen to the installation guy and you only play two songs at a time because um, a yeah, kid right, would have just said, screw it, and just play it. True, very true.
Big Blue Drew, uh, Justin Kalen, our producers, being shy. He just wanted to – he didn't know so much have a question. He just wanted to have a comment. Uh, weed is legal in Toronto? Oh, I don't know, guys. Maybe. I'm not sure. Um, well, yeah, everything's um, – oh, but okay, that's actually – I have a good um, like little tie-in or correlation to that. Something really unique that I've noticed about Canada and some people have reaffirmed is like they're really against like billboards. So when you cross this um, state line to Michigan, I mean, it's just like weed propaganda for miles. I mean, every trendy name you can think of, they're just throwing it in your face. But in Canada, I've noticed on the expressways, like the exits aren't loaded with fast food gas stations and there's like little to no billboards. So um, you could be in Canada and not know that because they really don't allow for it to be like shoved down your throat like Michigan. But um, yeah, I, uh, you know, a respectable gentleman like me wouldn't know, but I've heard that um, everything, yeah, same, same as like a Michigan or California. Well, if it is, Drew, if it is, just saying. Mm -hmm. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, uh, getting back, or go ahead, Brash. Uh, I was I was thinking about getting back to the basketball as well because you have been around these guys, talking to them, chatting with them, uh, seeing them, like you said, up close in person and warm-ups. Is there any one player in particular that surprised you, maybe exceeded expectations? Because a lot of these guys we've known for a long time, but now we're finally seeing them. Which one jumped out to you the most in person? All right, I want you guys to guess why or who, and then I'll tell you why. But absolutely, I have a definitive answer to that question. There's one player that's like 100 times stood out to me more than any other. Do you guys know who? I was going to guess DJ Wagner because of his quick first step. Seeing that in person for the first time would be something to marvel at. Good guess, but no. TJ, what do you think? I would guess Adutti Arrow, just how manly he is. is very impressive to you. Guess who? It's Adu. Like, I'm telling you guys, this, I mean, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because, like, all of the basketball stuff, you know, it's not like these guys are going to lose that ability, but, um, you know, from game to game, can, stuff can change. But I do strength, size, and athleticism, like, has just been out of this world to me. Like, after doing this for several years, I really try to avoid the summer hype tweets, especially when they're coming from a father. Um, so I really was kind of just, oh, you know, whether, I, I just feel like it's exaggerated every time with how many inches he's grown. But, I mean, the very first time I was on the floor level with him, like, last year he was not looking down at us. I mean, he is just staring down at us. His body is just maturing. And, you know, there's just so many plays where, you know, like um, guys are underneath, or like on the baseline or something, the ball's coming off for a rebound. Everybody's timing their jump. And it's like who can get their arms straighter and like a little bit higher, right? there's just been so many examples where that situation has occurred and I do just comes out of nowhere and it's just, you know, elbows above them. His elbows where their hands are. So he's like left me speechless multiple times with just his ability to um, hit the boards, guard multiple positions um, and him being out there and being able to, you know, basically play the four row guard on anyone on the court. Um, I, really surprised me. I expected him to look better. But, man, that guy, is, um, he's really, really set up to have a special season, I think. Let's say that UK is completely healthy, which is not the case. Brad, they, they don't have a starting center as things stand right now. But let's say that Bradshaw heals. He's ready to go when the season starts. Uganda should be fine by the time the season rolls around. Who's getting, who's getting the bulk of your 
minutes? Who is the five that's getting the bulk of your minutes? I hate that we're in this position because we do this every year. Like, there's not going to be enough minutes. And then we get to March and we're like, man, you know, we could we could use some other people to plug in here. Um, but, I mean, there's a few guys you're, you won't be able to keep off the floor. Like, we could have this whole conversation about Trey Mitchell. Um, I have to sneak in there that, like, it's really been evident to me that, like, you know, he's a journeyman, right? He's, like, become a professional at going to a new team and integrating quickly. And it's amazed me just how um, – you know, fluid. He's been within the offense and even off the floor. Um, he seems thrilled to be here. And it's also been funny. Um, I'll wrap up on Trey Mitchell and hit, hit a few other players, but he's been like, his eyes get wide every time he gets asked a question because you can kind of tell he's not played with players that are quite this good. And he's he just answers every question with like, oh, we have an answer for that or this person can do that. Um, so he's a guy that I think you'll see on the floor all times. I think he's played some of the most minutes here. Obviously, DJ Antonio are going to play a ton of minutes. Um, Justin Justin is going to be out there just as much as anyone, I think. And last night, um, you know, Reed stole the show. It was actually my very first time seeing him in person. I think I've, like, been on my way or something's popped up, like, a dozen times. Um, but I expected nothing less because in all my conversations ever about Reed Shepard or highlights or whatever, he's been going into tough environments and, he constantly rises to the occasion. There's just not, there's hardly any examples where he doesn't or hasn't. So it didn't surprise me to see that last night. Um, and he, he's another guy that I think that uh, similar to I do is just going to have a, a much bigger role on this team than maybe we anticipated. And lastly, I guess I do would be that person because I just don't see how he just can be a solve for so many different issues on the floor. And, and similar to Reed and DJ, you know, he is a father that's super engaged, right? And that's, I think he, you know, he's a student of the game off the floor. So a lot of guys I think will be, um, you know, he's got probably seven, eight guys that I think are going to get a, a ton of minutes just on the surface right now. Good stuff. We always love talking with Big Blue Drew. They play Africa on Saturday. That one won't probably be all that uh, close, or it shouldn't be, one would think. Who do you think they see Sunday, Germany or Canada? Obviously, Germany played them much closer then Canada. Canada's got a little bit of a home court advantage, I suppose. Who do you think they see in the championship game Sunday night? Uh, I thought Germany just looked a little bit more polished. Canada seemed to have like um, more athletes, I guess, more size. Um, but once they once they got going, I think I think the German team was just a little bit um, a little bit more polished. They had a, they, you know they had those um, that barrage of threes there in the first half when Kentucky played them. So if they get hot, I'd say them. I didn't. Definitely, Kentucky had an overwhelming crowd last night. So I don't know how much the home crowd will factor in, but could be either. I'd lean towards Germany. All right, there you have it, Big Blue Drew. We really appreciate you taking the time and waking up early with us from an entirely different country. Kentucky Roll Call ah, went international. So much fun. This morning. And then hopefully maybe when Roush is doing his SEC Media Day stuff next week, if you want to hop in with us, we'd love to have you. Yeah, we can definitely do that. And I wanted to share that, I mean, despite me being on international soil, I've met three KRC listeners, um, and they've all just wow. went out of their way to say hello, be nice to me, um, make sure I told you guys hello and all that. So awesome stuff. You guys got a lot of fans in Canada, so keep doing your thing. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to get too presumptive here, but I, I definitely think it's probably time. I don't even know where the Final Four is at, but I, I'll probably book my room later this afternoon, most likely. Phoenix, hey. Phoenix. Are you? Can you? Can you handle? Can the subs handle a drive to Phoenix? 
Ooh, they might give me a one song limit with that heat. Phoenix, the worst Final Four I've ever been to in 2017. Uh, but if the Caps are there, probably make it a lot more fun. Big Blue Drew, enjoy the rest of your Canadian vacation. Covering the Caps, doing a great job, as you always do. Hopefully everybody's following along with you. I'll be sure to plug your stuff after this commercial break. Big Blue Drew, enjoy your day off today, and we appreciate you joining us. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a great one. That was Big Blue Drew. He does a lot of media coverage. You've seen him on Twitter. You're following him at Big Blue Drew 33 and you've seen his work on A Sea of Blue. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Big Blue Drew, and Justin Kalen will be right back after this. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power. Ask me about Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We appreciate Big Blue Drew from Canada hopping in there for a bit and chatting with us. Always good to hear from him. Roush, we should probably finish up today's show with the Thornton Sex Line. I bet we could probably start it right now and maybe still isn't enough time to finish it, but we can do our best. Yeah, we'll give, we'll give it the old college trial. Let's grip it and rip it, shall we? I love it. Let's do it. Where are we at? Um, I've done bus tours in New York City, Savannah and Cologne, Germany. Easily one of the best ways to see a city, especially it's one that you can hop on and off if you want. Not to be, uh-huh. Did we talk about buses? We did. We talked about bus because I somebody said I should do the night tour in DC when I go next ah, month. And yeah, I said, yeah. I kind of feel nerdy doing that. And then this person sent in the text that you had just read on the Thornton sex line. My question to this person is though, are you kind of nerdy? You know? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm not so. against I'm not against bus tours, but it, it's a, a, when you're with your wife, it's kind of a delicate balance of you do like a nice dinner and then like, you know, kind of go to like a fun bar or something like that. Or do you do a bus tour to the Washington Monument? Hmm. Yeah. I've got a, I mean, I've got you, a preference. You can do, you can do Bofa. Like you can do the dinner and then the bus tour afterwards. Potentially, maybe depending on how late dinner goes. Uh, there was like several different people that recommended this one Italian place in DC. So I told the wife about it and she was like, Oh my gosh, I heard about that place too. I'd written that down. I'd written that down. So we are we are going to that place. We've already got a reservation, actually. TJ, how many? My, here's my, here's a question: How many reservate dinner reservations a year do you think you make? It's a great question. Uh, probably 20, 20 to thirty. See, I think I've made maybe one in my lifetime. Man, I, I hate I, I hate waiting in lobbies like I'm some sort of jabroni. Well, like most, pla- I, I just don't go to places that like require a reservation. I think it's my overall point. Like, I've been, it's not like I've been, I only eat like junk, but most places I go to, it's that's it's just not the case. Like, they won't do reservations or something like that. I guess no, I know I've probably made a handful, um, but for the most part, it's like a yeah, I, I've just, I, I don't know, I don't know what yeah. it is. 
I could probably check my open table and get an accurate number, but it needs like first off, if we're doing a date or something and we're going somewhere nice, if they're on the open table or you can make a reservation, like why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I just right, make it right, easier on right. myself? But especially when we're doing like a birthday dinner, we're going out with like anywhere from six or more people. It's just so much easier to get that locked in and not have to worry about it. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a reservation guy for sure. Well, and I, I think the other part too is we just don't like if we have a nice night out, it's very rare that my wife wants to go to like a nice steakhouse. Like she's all about trying new foods and stuff like that. And even when I do like uh, for our anniversary dinner, I got a reservation, but I didn't really even need one sort of deal. So and we eat dinner at like six o'clock because that's when the kids eat. And so we're old people. Six is might as well be four in the uh in the restaurant biz, you know? Scoots, what about you? Do you do you do reservations? I truly don't think I've ever made one. Now, I've done a couple, like, dinners here in the last year with former coworkers, and they make reservations, but I have never personally done it, I don't think. I'm, I'm kind of like it? I'm kind of like Roush. I just go to places where reservations aren't necessary. Do you have any reservations? Uh, I've mm-hmm. got a few. Yeah. Let's hear them. <laughs> Are you off the reservation? I'm, Ooh, can't say that. Can't say that anymore. That, yeah, true. Ooh. Canceled. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah speaking of, I just made a reservation. I just made a reservation for Top Golf today. Scoots, you want to join me? Uh, what time are you going? One fifteen. It hmm. is um, the whole the one hour I got me. free. You, you come. <laughs> you you come after Spears. You come. You hit a few balls, and then you head back and you do Rutherford. Maybe I'll think about it. You're just scared to get uh, beaten in every game again, aren't you? <laughs> that would definitely happen. You've been playing a lot more than me. Except Angry Birds. You beat me in that. Or no, whatever. Jewel. You beat Bejeweled, me in Bejeweled, yeah. Bejeweled. Oh, my gosh. That game was horrible. Uh, people forget that the Barbasol Championship is happening this weekend. And um, UK's assistant golf coach, Chip McDaniel, is uh, one under right above the cut line. So, come on, Chip. Get her done. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it yesterday. The course looked amazing. Not a ton of people out there, but it looked. But more people will come as the weekend rolls around. And it wasn't like the most ideal weather yesterday. It was pretty ugly. Yeah, very, very sticky. Um, but if they can stay away from the rain, rain seems to find that tournament every single year out at Keene Trace in Lexington. Or outside of Lexington. I don't want to get into a semantics debate with, I think it's technically Nicholasville people. So chill out, texters on the Georgia text line. It well, is. One texture yeah. says, "Crinkle cut, surely not." Crinkle cut Agreed. is good text. Good text. Good text. We're all different. Turns out, well, turns out, buses have Goodyear tires. They're pretty easy to see as they roll over you. I don't get that one. Is that a movie quote? Maybe that might Maybe. not have even been uh, for us. Another yeah, texture really says, "Get that." Not to be political, but Reagan cut a ton of federal funding for mental health facilities. Well, that was probably a mistake. There actually is this graph going around Twitter today talking about the mental institution populations versus jails. And then like in the 70s, they just flip like where jails were really low and then they go really high and then institutions were really high and they go really low. Um, Mm. I'm not really sure what to make of that. But point being, there's too many crazy people out there. That is something I feel confident about. 
South End Josh here. I could absolutely eat my body weight in these potato wedges and in these chicken tenders. Absolute fire. I knew you had good taste, South End Josh. Uh, regarding regarding Uganda's injury, I'm pretty sure the commentators just mi mixed up his diagnosis with Bradshaw. I don't think Ugo is out until October. Yeah, the commentator accidentally said October. I think he was thinking of Bradshaw, but no big deal either way. Uganda should be fine. Even if he was out until October, then like, okay, more time for this kind of small ball five to get used with one another. I don't think that'd be the worst thing in the world for what it was worth. But I think that they're both going to be fine, especially Uganda. And I think Kentucky hopefully will be at full strength at the start of the season. Famous last words. Uh, not sure if you guys had the same halftime show down there, but they basically spent five minutes saying UK offense, bad Germany offense. Good. Cats led by eight. Uh, as someone who is to watch Canada's NCAA tournament coverage, a few of those guys are pretty anti-Kentucky. I, I just hope in the Canadian NCAA tournament coverage, you get to watch all the games. Yeah, I would uh, love to also know what what is included in the Canadian NCAA tournament coverage. Which, this brings us to um, something big that happened yesterday and is actually, I think, a positive uh we're no longer going to get blacked out on Raycom ACC football and basketball games. Um, and we've made this gripe often on here. Sometimes watching L sports uh, is more difficult in 2023 than it was in 1993 uh, because of that stupid deal they had with Raycom where ESPN let them keep some of their games and they would put them on RSNs and those RSNs, Nobody like you, you only only cable viewers could watch them. Well, now they have moved the RSN games over to the CW, which I loved all of the jokes made about uh, them airing after One Tree Hill or Seventh Heaven. They were great jokes. I'm still going to get a kick out of them this fall, but it actually is going to be nice to 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 get to watch it. Like, like everybody has the CW, you probably don't watch it that much, but. You'll be able to see those games now, and I think that's that's significant because, as uh, one person put it, it's, you know, you probably aren't watching True TV a lot, but you don't care when the NCAA tournament's on. You're turning on True TV to watch those games. I think the same will be said about some ACC games, and, you know, there might come a year too, TJ. I don't think it'll fall that far down the pecking order, but there might be a year when Kentucky Louisville is playing football on the CW. Yeah, it's super embarrassing. It shows the difference in leagues. Um, those jokes are well warranted. You're going to be watching one she one Tree Hill, seeing what the Tree Hill or the what's the name of the Scooch? What's the name of the town? The team they play for? I couldn't just, tell you. Couldn't tell you. They're the Ravens. I know that. You're going to see the Ravens lose, and then you're going to flip on, and then you're going to just stay on the same channel. You're not going to have to flip anywhere and see the Cardinals lose next. But, Roush, you're 100% right. It is wild in 2023 that it was tougher for me to watch UofL sporting events than it was in 1996. And that's not hyperbole. Yeah. It is totally and completely true. That shouldn't be the case. So as long as they're going to be on TV, who cares what station it's on? If it's after the Lib Golf Tournament, it's big deal. You know, there's dozens yeah, of people yeah. that watch the Lib Golf Tournament. And, and we're not exaggerating that to be, like, jerks. Like, they, they would do the Bob Dominey broadcast with, uh, you know, I, I forget who all was on it, but it, they used to play on WDRB all the time. Um, live, too. Those weren't even, like, the Rob Romley tape delays. 
Um, but seeing some of these that overall that was a net positive. Um, and I actually I'm going to jump ahead on the Thornton's text on TJ because our pal Dylan Boward he's also up in Canada. He texted in and he said I'm on my way to the falls right now. I'm guessing that's Niagara Falls. And I have to reiterate what Big Wood Drew said. Canada has been absolutely amazing. I personally have been doing all the touristy stuff and the local food. City's very clean and one of my favorite large cities I've been to. Also, the cats are looking great. Very happy I made the trip. One of my favorite ones I've made. Have a great weekend, boys. Cut. And here, that's the thing too, TJ, that I've heard about Toronto is that it's clean. And like, it, I feel like that's something you take for granted until you go to a place that is very clean. It's like going to Holiday World. You don't realize how dirty the other places are until you go to some place that's clean. That's true. I think Lexington's a pretty clean city, though. Oh, definitely. I agree. I agree. But Dylan, thanks for texting in. Glad you're having fun. Uh, I'm loving all the coverage from the media guys up there. UK media, we, we could spend more time on this when we have – it's summer radio, so we could definitely get into it. But uh, really – Good, good vibes from the UK media core. Hadn't always been that way. It used to be a lot like more clicky and just kind of immature. Although, well, you know, yeah, a little infighting here and there. Yeah. Like, it seems like everybody's getting along. The big J's, while they were more professional, were sometimes more immature. And this group that's kind of covering UK these days, it, it, it seems like a pretty, a pretty fun group. It is a pretty fun group. I can speak from experience. A uh, texter on the Thornton's text line says, Scoots, the vortex finally being taken out of Kings Island was definitely time. I remember I would ride both that ride and the beast, and I damn near felt like my chest was physically damaged from all the movement walking away from the ride. Would not surprise me in the slightest if a lawsuit was ever filed for those rides. That is unbelievable, Plumley bro. Vortex was one of the smoothest roller coasters I've ever rode, especially for having six loops in it. Vortex was awesome. You're you're out of line here. So it was not time. And by the way, TJ, can we we've got to stop using the term summer radio because with all the happenings and the news we've had so far this year in regards to Kentucky, yeah. we we have yet to get to summer radio. Like we, I was telling Rutherford this yesterday. Sure. We have yet to have. Like our first summer radio show that was just out of control, you know. Yes and no. We we've been luckier this summer, yeah. but I mean, like Monday was pretty slow. That's true. <laughs> Tuesday was pretty slow. We've had slower times, but overall, we've been lucky this summer, and that's great. We we want to try to cheat the system as much as we can, and then bada boom, bada bing, you're slapped in the face with football season, and that's what we're aiming towards, and. Guess what? We get basketball this weekend. Monday, we'll get to talk more UK basketball. Then we get the the basketball tournament, which that'll be, you know, not that that's going to lead our shows necessarily, but that'll be entertaining. And then Women's World Cup, which is obviously more sports content, more stuff that we can talk about. Then before you know it, you're right back into fall camp for college football and and we will have made it. So we're, we're pretty fortunate in that extent. I heard, I heard you talking about that, Scoots. You're right about that. Women's World Cup, by the way, six days away. Yeah, yeah. Should be should um, be good stuff. Man, love this text to the Rutherford show that says, DJ Wagner going to cook us and Milt, DJ and Kenny are going to yuck it up at half court after the game and fulfill the prophecy. Yeah, yeah. You all fans being much more realistic about what's coming down the pipe in basketball. They're usually, a, they're usually a little delusional about that stuff, but it's glad to see that they've been slapped oh, with a bit of reality. 
uh, yeah, U of L fans, UK is going to probably beat U of L pretty badly in basketball, and DJ Wagner is going to be a big part of that. Wow, Reed is the real deal. He really is. It's only July. It's only July. We shouldn't be getting this hyped, right? I can't help it. It's all right to to get to fall in love with this team. It's all right to have a little fun with this team. UK basketball, and in large part, unfortunately, hasn't been as much fun as it should be lately. So if you can extract a little bit of fun out of this program, I say milk it for all it's worth, baby. And this is fun. Like, it's a fun style. Seems like a fun group. They're doing fun things. There's a little fox monk to them in terms of just that style of play that team played. They're getting up and down the floor. They're, they just beat Canada by a thousand. What's there not to like about it? Have fun. I'm, I'm giving everybody permission to have fun, Roush. Thank you. I needed that permission. We're going to have fun this summer. Um, and I think we need to share that with this next texture who said that Reed Shepard is just a guy we'll be able to rely on down the stretch with his high IQ. On the other hand, Rob is a guy that I think he'll probably have to sit because he would make a ton of boneheaded plays. But I, I, I think you might be too quick to make that assumption, Texer. Like, it's probably more so where Dillingham is right around on schedule of what we expect from freshman guards with ball with the ball in their hands a ton. Like, those guys just make a lot of mistakes. But I appreciate that early on, TJ. He's making a, a concerted effort to to be a part of the offense and isn't just, you know, Call him one four flat going ISO and trying to sauce people up. Like it's it's not there yet, but he's he's taking steps. He's trying to get there to play the team basketball that Kentucky needs him to play. Yeah, with the everybody seems to just be exactly on schedule or more likely ahead of schedule, with maybe the lone exception being Jordan Burks from the players that we've seen that have gotten somewhat meaningful minutes. And that's okay for Burks. He was brought in to to be like the ninth, tenth man. So it's all right if he's a little bit behind schedule. But everybody else just seems to be developed, more polished than you'd expect at this juncture. Even with some of the turnovers from DJ Wagner, he just he seems pretty steady. And I can't help but wonder what this trip in its entirety will mean for this group. How much have we talked about, Roush, and how much have we heard that College basketball is the oldest it's ever been. You've got 23 and 24-year-olds, and now you're going as young as you've ever been? Whoa, crazy. They're just beating up on older guys right now. For the last two days, yeah. they've beaten up on guys much older than they have. And again, the level of competition will be better throughout the season with the good yep. teams that UK will play. These are not Especially probably with the physicality inside. Yeah, yeah. That, that as well. So you can only take so much from this, but this is going to give them a lot of confidence. And I, and I think this is a group that you're, if you're an opposing team, you're not going to want this team to play with confidence. You're going to want them to be unsure of themselves, second-guess themselves. But the more confidence this group has, the more dangerous it's going to be. And this is going to help in a major, major way. What's the next text we got? This team rules. The Cats are back, baby. Cats are back, baby. Uh, another texture. Yeah. Another texture says having more than one guy that can get their own is so refreshing. No, yeah, that really is. Um, and and I mentioned that too in hour number one when we were talking about the shot chart. Part of it is just having guys that can beat you off the dribble and get to the rim. And and 
even if they're not getting to the rim, creating stuff for other people. And that's where the exceptional interior passing is really, really coming in handy. Um, and to kind of piggyback off of that from another point, um, when it comes down to the passing, there's going to be some teams that are going to try to zone Kentucky, like especially if they're shooting threes the way they did. Trey Mitchell is just such a zone buster because he's such an elite passer. Um, Kyle Mann tweeted out the the uh, he just had a thread of some of the more fun plays and that one thread of those guys carving up that zone, passing it without any dribbles about six times and getting an easy layup. Like good luck defending that. Good luck. Good luck. Should be a lot of fun. Another texture on the Thornton's text line. Kirby, LOL, the nerd on the post game is already talking about how fans should be upset if Ugo and Bradshaw play together. Wild stuff. Great wins, boy. Great win, boys. Leech is the goat. Go Cats. Yeah, it was fun listening to Leech. And Jack, they were getting a little tongue-tied from time to time. It happens. Uh, maybe it was just the – I can't believe how high they stuck them up there, too, in Canada. They were like the third level. I don't know if you saw that or not. They were way up there. I, I, did, I did not see that. Uh, but I, I don't. I, I, I shouldn't comment on things that I didn't hear. Things can get taken out of context. But anybody that's complaining about Uganda or Bradshaw, first off, what are you? Why? What are you doing? Like, why just be unhappy for unhappy's sake? Secondly, it should make Kentucky better. If there's one thing this team has struggled with, it's kind of staying in front of the ball. Now, they're a gambling team, and I like that. I wouldn't want them to change that. I like that they go for steals. I like that they take some chances defensively. Mm-hmm. But having a seven-foot shot blocker back there, how how is that going to – that shouldn't hurt things. And if you're saying, well, he's going to clog up the lane, well, that's an alley-oop asset. They don't have any alley-oop asset right now. Now, you know, if you get in transition, that's a different story. But in the half court, they don't really. So that's just going to be another option for all these guards that can create instead of only being able to kick out, which I love, kick out, kick out, kick out, knock down threes. You're also going to have the option of, okay, the 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 fives defender stepped over to me. Well, guess who's wide open? R5, throw it up to him, slam dunk. There's no no guarantee whatsoever that this is going to make Kentucky worse, Roush. It could make Kentucky even better than what we've seen so far. Wham, bam, slam. Thank you, ma'am. I mean, it will, at least defensively. I feel good about that. The issue is what kind – is there a is there a give and take? You're better defensively, but it makes you a little worse offensively, and ultimately is that better for the team as a whole? We'll figure that stuff out. You get a, You get plenty of season to figure that stuff out. Uh, let's just hope everybody's going to be healthy, ready to go when the season rolls around. Canadian listener here. Are you, did we read this one? No, we didn't. No. It was great to see the Kentucky live in action last night, getting a big W over Canada and earning themselves a spot in the gold medal game on Sunday. I also enjoyed getting to meet Jack Pilgrim and Big Blue Drew, as well as Dylan Ballard, but I didn't realize or acknowledge it was him until later on, so I apologize if you're listening, Dylan. I'm a big fan of Big Blue Drew. I posted He posted a photo with him on Twitter. It was great to see the love Shay was getting in that building. It was a funny moment when Cal stopped coaching in the middle of the game to go dap him up as he entered the arena. Oh, I didn't see that. That's fun. That, that, that was pretty funny. I also love how much the broadcast is like, yeah, every good Canadian basketball player just goes to Kentucky. <laughs> By the way, Canada yeah. released its uh, – and this is good. more good recruiting for UK. There's going to be – 
Oh, for plenty sure. Plenty of Canadians that grow up. I grew up watching Shea at UK. I grew up watching Jamal at UK. I grew up watching them at the Global Jam, beating our under-24 team by a million points. Uh, it's going to be good. Canada has good players. They released their roster for the Basketball World Cup, which is coming up soon, too. That's another sports content item that's going to be fun. Uh, it's good. It, it's It's got Shea and Jamal, so it's got a better backcourt than the Americans are going to have, unfortunately. And then I was really not under impressed. I was not impressed with the United States front court. Canada's not all that amazing. They do have Zach Eady, which is interesting. Kelly Olinick as well, a blast from the past. But they're going to be – they're easily, I think, the second-best team. That, that World Basketball World Cup is going to be a lot of fun too, but we'll get more time to talk about that as it comes closer. We got a text from Alex Ooh. from Colga. Yeah, love some Alex from Colga. I foolishly stayed up to watch the Cats tonight on CBS Sports. All I have to say is why is how a boot you suck our star-spangled Alex into the Germans who said we are not that good. Scoots earmuff for me, buddy. I, 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 Alex, I don't know what you're telling, what you're sending in German. Scoots, do you know what that means? Um, there's Wiener yeah. Schnitzel, so he's he, definitely he, telling them to suck it. He he, he sends the. Uh... Translation after. Translated. There yeah. you go. Yeah, okay, we'll skip that one too, Alex from Colga. Jeez, late night Alex from Colga getting after it. <laughs> he might have had some of those German beers. These teams Maybe can't. Bat blue. These teams can't teams. Oh, man, he doubt, that next sentence just gives it away. That he definitely <laughs> was feeling it. These teams can't teams can't spell Global Gym without big fat L's. And tomorrow those L's will be down for a core for 40 no, Print the damn shirts. Damn it, I'm tired. Hasta mañana, mis amigos. Hasta mañana. How about that? I, Speaking I really German don't. and Spanish, is is Alex from Colga me? Many are wondering. Uh, maybe. I really <laughs> hope that we can get um, like that, that the L's down come out for a quarter four and Kentucky just wins by like 50 tomorrow. That would be a lot of fun. I would I would also enjoy that. I mean, poor core four wouldn't have asked for any of it. He seems like a good kid by all accounts. <laughs> but, yeah, that would be good, clean fun. Fellers, good morning. Going back to that built co house, you're telling me the government agency actually did their job and didn't kill anybody and or pets. Wow, colored me shocked. Hope you all bought those lottery tickets. The Bullet County. Oh, Bullet, we did Bullet, County. Bullet County. Yeah, I misread yeah, that as yeah. built house. Yeah, it jumped up on me. Um, did they? They maybe did do their job, but I still can't believe ten years is the maximum sentence for that school guy. Right. Right. Yeah. Like that. Uh, it should be much, much more. Yeah. The the Powerball tonight. It's a lot of money. So get in on it. A texter says, "I will not get hyped up over this UK team. I won't do it. Print the Fortino T-shirts. Let's get it." <laughs> Best team since fifteen. Right. We're all thinking it. I don't. I, no, I, again, seventeen. I think, I think 20 is their basement, and I think if they're in the same conversation as 17, it's going to make for a really, really fun year. That was a two-seed team. They had chances to be a one-seed as well. But more importantly, just style of play was super enjoyable with that group. And yeah, I think you, yeah. at minimum, should get that. And if not, then that's going to probably fall on Calipari. Is it just me, or does Canada have the bounciest rims ever? I noticed that as well. Start yeah. printing the shirts, Boyd, and you know the shirts I'm talking about. I don't think I don't think Kentucky's going to go forty and zero. Although it is fun to joke about, going to be a different tune when they have to play hey. college players. Maybe oh, so. No. Maybe, but only slightly. Also, big fan of Reed. After the game during an interview, they were asking him how BBN roots for him since he's a legacy, and he directed the answer back to the team. 
and not about he and his dad. Yeah, like that, he could be so full of himself that he's not. Like, he's definitely got a good head on his shoulders. He's, it's hard to be built for this, but he really is, you know, not only from a skill perspective, but from um, having his head screwed on the right way. Yeah, not too many people can be totally prepared for what they're getting into, but if anybody can, it'd be him. LOL, wait till the season actually starts when they have to play much better players. Well, these aren't chumps for what it's worth. This is better than the Bahamas, but there is truth to, like, this isn't Kansas, this isn't Duke, this isn't North Carolina. You're going to face much, much, much better teams. But you know what? Bring it on. I'm ready for it. TJ, your internet issues, I'm guessing you have Spectrum and not AT&T Fiber. That's true. Where their node located in your neighborhood, reoccurring issues like you described sound like water intrusion at their node. Last question, are you using your own router or theirs? Highly recommend using the routes. Texter, why don't you reach out? I may reach back out to you because it sounds like you know what you're talking about. And I think you're spot on about a lot of this. Trevor loves Teach Me About Kentucky. Well, how couldn't you? Oh, his favorite great, song ever. Great song. Uh, many people are saying, yeah. Uh, morning, guys. I haven't watched the game last night, but did Joey Hart get in? Is he hurt or just not very good player? Appreciate it. Have a great day. Yeah, he did get in, um, but he's not He's not great. Uh, somebody says, great. live look at TJ right now, and it's the family guy, Jif of Louis, Lois, looking at the pills, and it says 40-0 on it. That's uh, probably not totally inaccurate. John here. Good morning, everyone. Yes, we are all that in a bag of chips, my friends. By gosh, Shepard is one cool cat. He has to get more minutes. You can't keep him on the bench. Okay, we'll win the next two games by 12-plus and look at Wagner and Dilly to go off. Guys, I keep saying it, but I indeed knew this team was special and the freshmen are the real deal. I love this team. We'll got to go. Have a great weekend. Talk to you later. Scoots, you nervous about your bet with John? Uh, I'm more so than I was the beginning of the week, yes. But not, is, not really still. The texter says, is TJ wetting his diaper over shot chart discussion again today? Oh, man, you bring in one assistant coach and everything's changed. It definitely has nothing to oh, do with having a lot of TJ NBA talented players and stretch so fours and stretch five. There's your wet diaper, texter. What is one thing that you totally don't miss about your childhood? feel like doing homework has to be at the near top of the list. My goodness, that was annoying. Uh, we obviously don't have enough time for that. We almost finished the text line. We were only about three or four off. But thank you, everybody, for texting in all week. It's been a really fun week getting U.K. basketball injected back into our lives. Uh, I will predict that they win the gold medal. I think they play Team Germany. Yep. I think they'll beat Germany again by about nine points. And the yep. MVP the rest of the way, give me Antonio Reeves. I'm not backing off of it. Dizzy DJ's going to be dunking on fools. Can't wait to watch a core four be put in a coffin on Saturday. Enjoy it all, Big Blue Nation, and uh, we'll see you back on Monday. It's going to be a blast. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse. Oh, yeah. Up in here, up in here. Y'all going to make me.